y'all. Welcome to the Dwell Well Podcast. I'm Heather. I'm Rebecca. And I'm Kate. Join us each week when we uncover a new secret of the home industry. When it comes to buying, selling, staging, styling, or organizing your home, nothing is too taboo if it matters to you. the worst thing in your home completely different yeah like just something i have i have i have one thing in my home that i absolutely hate oh okay so we do do that oh yeah yeah. oh you do hate with a with a vengeance like a decorated thing decorating thing yeah (laughs) what why don't we what what is you have you have something i can oh yeah so many things see Okay. So one thing, one thing a piece. What's the thing you hate the most in your well, home? Well, you go first. Okay. So, yeah. So, so we're going to do a special, since this is our 25th episode, we're going to do a little mini-sode and break from tradition. Mini-sode. I a love mini Break from tradition and talk about the one thing in our homes that bothers us the most. The one thing that we wish we could change. Yes. The one thing that would... If we could just get up and leave, that would—that's the one reason that would make us go. So, Heather, what's I would yours? actually really like to just burn this item, like set a match to the damn thing. Okay, and that is my. Oh, husband's. I know what it is. You know I, what it is? Can I say it? Yes. You know what it is? Yes, it's your husband's lazy boy. Yes. <laughs> oh my god, I hate that chair so freaking much. So and tell us, Heather, why? Okay. Why? I mean, I know why. I hate it visually. I hate how it sounds when he sits in it and rocks. (laughs) I hate how it just takes up so much space and I have to walk by it and I hit my hip on it all the time. There's so many things I hate But do you think it like is not necessarily about the chair, but it like represents something else? I actually, I I don't think it represents anything else other than the fact that like there are so many other choices that would be a better fit to our home. It's such an ugly piece of furniture. It is. Lazy boy shouldn't exist. I agree with you. I hate lazy boys. And I don't know. So I was being a nice wife um, about 10 years ago. This thing was up in our game room. And how old is it? Oh, it's from before we, well, it's from, so we bought it as like a rocker for our kids room. Because I thought, okay, I'm going to be up all night. I'm going to be rocking these kids. I want com- a comfortable chair. So I was actually so it's part 16 of the years. problem. It was like 16, <laughs> 16 years old. So you created this problem and for it yourself. And lived upstairs. And my husband um, always talked about how comfortable it was, blah, blah, blah. Well, it was one like Father's Day, birthday. I don't even know what the hell it was. But I decided to be nice. And I asked That's one of the his, first problem. Yes. You decided to be nice. I was Never to be do that. nice. Never for show weakness. For some freaking reason. <laughs> and he's a very show hard. Show no fear. <laughs> He's a very hard person to buy a present for. So I thought, okay, I'm going to have this lazy boy move downstairs so he can sit in it more often. That was the gift moving the furniture you already had downstairs. That was the gift. Hmm. That was the gift. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Kate, how would you feel about if that's what... what, Mark, Mark? What's your, what's your oh, let's Mike. Mark. I was calling Mike. I was calling Mike. Everybody likes to call him Mike. It's um, great. If he decided that your gift was moving something from upstairs to downstairs. <laughs> Um, it would be par for the course. I don't think I'd be surprised. Oh, okay. my husband was not either. surprised. He was actually thrilled with it. I he... think I'd be like, "Oh, great, thank you. That's better than you buying me a new vacuum or whatever." So, do you think if you got a replacement lazy boy, you'd feel better about it just because it's so old? No. Would he? I don't sit want the lazy boy. I want lazy boy. I, I, 
uh, probably he would if it was a lazy boy, but I want like an Eames chair or something like yeah, that. You I really nice, do. It's I want an ottoman. Like a nice... you, can get, you can get a reclining chair that has an ottoman. That's comfortable. That's I comfortable don't think and comfortable. aesthetically pleasing. I like he does lazy not believe boys. That. Do you think he is just dug in to love it so much just to piss you off? Yes. Oh, okay. So this is. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's now a at this thing. point. It's like this is it's my chair, thing. and we're not getting rid of it. It's like Frasier. Did y'all ever watch that show, Frasier? And the dad had his old lazy boy he that did. was like duct taped and shit like that. Was, That's how this chair is going to be in my house. But it's what would happen? But what would happen, honestly? Like, if just one weekend he's gone, you just got rid of it and replaced it. Um, I mean, I I threatened to do that when we built our pool. I was like, you're going to have to forgive me or divorce me because I want a pool. I wouldn't even threaten. <laughs> I would just do it and have him come home and like, be like, would he really oh. get that mad if you just did it? If it's such a pain point to you, if you just got rid of it and got him a new, you love the way it looks and it's comfortable, do you think he'd really get that mad? Yes, he would get okay. that mad, but it might be worth it. <laughs> Is there <laughs> any room anywhere else in your house that you could put it? I was thinking about suggesting that it go in our bedroom, but then it, that's my bedroom. No, that's your happy your place. Yeah. It's bedroom you, should it be, be in the public space. What I know, but your bedroom like should in, be the sanctuary. I agree. There are two yeah. things that should happen in the bedroom. And well, it should it be the happiest to be his place. sanctuary, too. And his lazy boy sounds like his happy place. It is his so. happy place. I know. I got to just deal. So, okay. so Okay, now, so that's yours. Yeah, that's mine. What, hey, yours. What's yours? I'm going to have to think on mine. Oh, gosh. So, I, you go first, because I got to think... I, it I has to be are. something in my home. Yeah. Like and it has to be something like you really hate. In my- so, and mine's, mine's like a thing, but it's, so for me, it's my kids' backpacks <sighs> because I don't care what kind of cubby system, hanging system, settings. I don't care what sort of system I try to implement to help them keep their backpacks in one spot every day when they come home. They, they, they never fucking do it. <laughs> they, I've I've done the cubby thing, and they still fall. The problem is actually with the kids and not the backpacks. Well, then maybe I don't want my kids in my house. But they can't ever keep to a system of putting their backpacks in one spot where they all hang the same. They all pull out their things that we have to sign and the lunch boxes, all the shit that you got to do when they get home. Yeah, I don't care what kind of system I've ever tried to implement, and we've tried them all. The backpacks end up in three different spots, all, even if they were all open and everywhere in one spot, all three together. No, they all have to find a different spot to just fucking explode when they get home. And I'm like, (laughs) just explode in one spot together. So it's not everywhere. Like I go from the kitchen to the dining room to the living room and somebody has fucking exploded in each of those Uh rooms. It's mm-hmm. so true. And it, so they that, that for me, they, and I love them and it's yeah, great. I and love them. I love, I love my kids, but they be, leave their shit everywhere. And I love them being creative. Like Blaine's got a fort built in the living room right now. And, you know, Brinley and her friend had a sleepover and they decided to reorganize her whole like bookcase thing. Well, that but that sounds familiar, Kate. Yeah. But it just exploded yeah. everywhere into the hallway. Now there's just shit exploded into the hallway that I have to deal with. And anyway, so for me, it's my kids' backpacks and their inability to explode into one consistent spot. Mm-hmm. So that's me. So it's not like a decorating thing or like a p- piece of furniture. So mm. you've tried to come up with a spot. A, a thousand. Of like... We've had like cubby systems built in. We've had hanging systems. I've tried to let them just take them to their rooms, but then half-eaten lunches will end up under the bed or something stupid. <laughs> that, that hasn't happened, but it could. Like, I can't get them to commit because even like two of them will do it and one of them won't. Or one of them will do it and the other two will do something else. And I'm like, explode together. So I, I think... and. I'll be serious for a minute if I can give like a little bit of a tip, but I think it's more, it's less of the system. It's less of the physical place to put the backpacks and stuff. And it's more of setting the routine. I agree that. And and I get it because we're struggling with our kids about this too. But, and then that's what we were talking with Grady actually about this 
on Friday about like you have like if you just start getting into the the habit of as soon as you walk in the door the plan becomes your actions you, become your yeah you, you your habit. put your backpack down you pull out anything that needs to be pulled out you hang your backpack on the hook you put your duffel down you pull out anything that needs to be washed it like clothes or right when you get home or just deal whatever with it. like literally you walk in the door and it's the first thing you do and then it goes in its spot and then you, all you have to do from there is take your papers or take your things and put it. But it's about setting the routine. And it and it takes us constantly reminding and every single day like, okay, what's the first thing you do when you walk in the right. door? And we do. Like we pull into the house. And I'll, I'll tell you, I give my kids, like I have an excuse as to, but like we pull into the driveway. I said, okay, here's everyone's action items. Everybody go in, put your things up, get your lunch boxes in the kitchen, pull out what needs to be signed. And then you need to do this. You need to do that. You need to be like, and I always like, and so then I'm like, okay, I like put it in park. I'm like, does everybody understand their marching orders? And I they all they repeat do. it back. I bet they do the first thing and then they forget. And then they're off. But you got to give them one at a time. I know. But I think part of the problem with my house though, is because, you know, the girls have two homes. And uh, so yeah. there isn't yeah. the routine. They, they have their system there, whatever it is. Doesn't, you know, it's his system, his home, uh -huh. whatever. And I think part of the reason that I've like almost given them an out on keeping with such a system is like twice a week, they go, you know, on Wednesday nights, they go to their dads and then on the second and fourth Fridays or whatever. And so I think I've given them an out to allow this like because there's a lot of times I've got to like, like today, Brinley doesn't have the right shoes for PE today. So after I'm done here, I've got to get her the right shoes and I'm running to go make sure she, you know, like there's always kind of this level of like kind of pulling it together a little bit. And so I think the girls have kind of hung on that a little bit to not keep with a very structured day-to-day -day system, which is what we not, because a couple times a week, they have to go out of their system. Mm -hmm. And I think I've given them an out for keeping it because of that, like some of that like divorced parent guilt that yep. we have. Yep. And divorced yep. parent guilt is a terrible thing that you, as long as you are doing your best to have a healthy co-parenting relationship with your ex, you should not have divorced parent guilt at all. It's, and like my it's ex, unavoidable though. It, it is unavoidable, but like my ex and I, we have we have our moments, and I'm sure there are some days that if he saw me in the road, he would have fucking run me over with his truck. <laughs> but we have a pretty good co-parenting relationship. For I them. think my husband feels the same way. <laughs> but anyway, so that's my especially thing. especially if you give away the lazy, <laughs> the lazy boy. boy. I'm gonna he help run you me do over that. in the street. I'll help you do that. It'll be fun. So, so hey, can how we just about you need to get your, purpose break it? That's what if what you like accidentally get your house staged and the stager did it? Oh yeah. Like accidentally, yeah. okay. Anyway, I can set time. it on fire if you'd like. That'd be oh, fun. I love. Let's it. break it I and love, set it on fire. Yes, I love burning things. Okay, so I have a lot of like little things that I would change if I could, but I think the thing that frustrates me the most right now about my home is it was my pantry, and I would have said that before my birthday, <laughs> but I pulled it all apart, and now it's functioning well for the time being. Um, I think it's the fact that we don't when we. When we built this house, when we planned it, we were in a completely different phase of life. We were homeschooling. We had our kids home with us and I wasn't working. And Mark was working from home because it was during COVID. So Mark needed an office. I did not. Oh. And I had my kids home with me. So we were spending a lot of time in the main room of our house like we were always in the kitchen, living room, um, school room area. And so I, how I set up my kitchen and my house was, it was the perfect flow for that because I would have shelving for homeschool things and everything. It was perfect. The office is upstairs, tucked away in the corner. I didn't need an office because I wasn't working. And now all of a sudden, everything has shifted. My kids are, at pub are in public school, so they're never home. 
My husband's back in the office, so his office goes wholly unused. And I'm working from home with two puppies who can't go upstairs. And we don't have, I don't have a functional workspace. Yep. So we have the space upstairs. There's an office, but Mark kind of has, that's like his one, he is the clutter bug in the house. That's his And that's his one spot where he has all of his things that I can't touch or get rid of. And so he's like, you can have the <laughs> office. Where his lazy boy goes. Yes, exactly. There's an awful chair up there too. Um, he's like, well, you can have the office. And I'm like, well, number one, being upstairs is really just not functional for me because the dogs are downstairs and I have to be down there like watching them 24 seven. Number two, all your shit's in the office. And I don't want any of that. Like that's not a, that's not a fun space for me. It's not, it's not to a look at all your, for you. yeah. I mean, for him, it's no. great. He's right. got his guitars. He's got all this stuff. But for me, it's just like, I just want to close the doors. Yeah. So I think that's where I struggle. I have this giant upstairs game room that the intention was I was doing a lot of sewing and craft type stuff. And so the intention was to make that a multi-purpose craft space for me to do all my sewing for the kids to have like a, a space for their games and their projects and their art and everything like that. And so when we built it, it was perfect. Right. But now it's, it's like, amazing how quickly your life can change. Yes, like, mm-hmm. it wasn't so that long true. ago that you built the no. house, no. and it was—I mean, it was a—it was a huge transition in the eighteen months it took them to build our house that caused. <laughs> but true. but now everything's yeah. different, mm-hmm. and I yeah. don't have a functional workspace what if we in moved? my house. What? Anyway, I won't dive into. No, what I, I'm I'm curious. I mean, we have a couple minutes, but it's like it's it. I'm constantly moving and tweaking and trying to change things to make it more functional for me, and I just. I have an office. It's so cute. All set up upstairs. It's just, I don't, I don't have the ability to go up the stairs and use the office. Well, so the I problem mean, is that you get two puppies. Exactly. But <laughs> that also, I mean, I have to live with it. I have to live with my decisions. <laughs> so that I think is what is driving me the most crazy is I just can't figure out how to make our house flow for our life now. Can you use that breakfast room space? That's what I'm thinking. Like we that move those or, two chairs and, and put or a guest you space. make the guest room a multi-purpose like office slash guest room. And that it's was downstairs that too. was my thought. I, I had thought about that with the guest room, but the guest room's so small. And my Your I mean, parents come a my lot. parents come a come lot, come, yeah. and like I, the king bed is basically the only thing that fits. I in mean, that the room. breakfast room. Well, you, you have a king make that, bed in there know. though. I know, but why? Because they, they won't both come. If you don't have a king bed, they won't both come. No. Oh. My parents will sleep in a twin bed together. Isn't no, that weird? Aww, no. it's kind of cute. It is cute. Yeah, like when they happen. go up to the cabin, like I was like, "Well, mom and dad, like which?" Because it's all there are twin beds up at the cabin because it's yeah. like two bunk rooms. Yeah. And my mom's like, "Well, no, we'll just share a bed." I'm like, "You're gonna share a twin?" And I'm a snuggler. Like my husband and I are very touchy feely. We're all about it. Like I'm all about. Snu- I'm like, you both sleep in a twin bed? Yeah, She's no. Like, yeah, I'm like, oh, I don't like it when people touch me. Ever. <laughs> I'm gonna Same. hug you so hard Same. today. But I, I know that Why? there's probably a better solution. I just haven't figured it out. I, the problem with the breakfast area is that I don't like seeing. Yeah. Because I have that desk down there. I mean, I have the desk space built into the kitchen. That was the intention. Oh, was yeah. I'll have my little space, little put my computer center, and stuff, yeah. and then. But I don't like to. I want my kitchen to be a kitchen. Yeah. I don't want it to be a kitchen. But you can actually office. put a, ta- a small table right there and use that as your desk space, well, and that, then use that desk space as more of like your shut away area because you have yeah. that area underneath for a chair. But you could you could make that almost like a cubby 
mm-hmm. for your to put away your. You know, I I think yeah. that you could probably I, figure out a way to make that work. So you're not like I get the visual on seeing your stuff because that's where that's how I am too. Like I don't want to see the stuff when I decide that I'm done for the day. Yeah, I don't want to see my stuff. I will say the chairs that we have in our breakfast area are the most satin chairs yeah. in our house. The kids sit in there. That is that is where we congregate. But what if you just put a table chairs. in front of them? There's not. No, really there's room. not enough room. There really isn't. Like a no. small like cafe table type thing you could mm-hmm. work at. You won't be able to get around it. Mm-hmm. It'd be close. So I, it's just we that, have no solutions. I know that's that is anyway. That's your big thing. So we got a lazy thing. boy, so, kids' backpacks, and the lack of an office. Yeah, things that we hate about our homes. Oh, there we go. Okay. Thanks for joining us this week on the Dwell Well podcast. We'd love to hear from you. You can submit your write-ins at www.dwellwellpodcast.com. We can't wait to hear from you. We'll see you next week.